This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'll take Nick Chubb before I take Derrick Henry every day of the week. I mean, when I'll you think you about what he's – what he's listen, if Nick Chubb – you know, had as many touches as Derrick Henry, he would be the the Russian champ every year. I mean, you, you talk about – I mean, this this guy averages 5.6 yards a carry. You know what I mean? I know Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry gets a lot of attempts, right? You know, and, you know, I think that, you know, people load the box up against Nick Chubb, and I like the fact that him and Kareem Hunt can be compliments to each other because he keeps his carries down, right, because they, they, they go running back by committee. That means, to me, Nick Chubb's going to have a long shelf life so the fact that they were able to give him an extension, I think is right on task. You want to reward one of your best players. And it's not something that's going to hurt you, too, because you were going to have to pay him, you know, after next year because he wasn't a first-round draft pick, so you only have his rights for four years. You do it a year early, $12, 12 million annually, prorate that because it's an extension. And it's probably only hit you like 10 before you have to pay Baker and all the other guys. you got to pay Nick Chubb as well. So I think, listen, Cleveland's finally starting to do some things right. Yes, they are. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests this is Shake It Bank. That's what we're calling ourselves. Shay Cornette and Scott Bart filling in for the guys this morning. And, yeah, we're talking about Nick Chubb signing that contract extension. It's a three-year deal, $36.6 million extension. and includes $20 million guaranteed. But the question is, why sign Nick Chubb before Baker Mayfield? We're going to get into that in a second. I just want to point this out. Chubb, first player in NFL history to average at least five yards per carry in each of his first three Mm -hmm. seasons. So he is doing something right. In terms of what this deal means for the Cleveland Browns, well, let's hear from Field Yates, our ESPN NFL insider, on why this Nick Chubb deal is good for both the Browns and Chubb. I am typically not necessarily the biggest proponent of paying running backs at or near the top of the market. There is some value here in the fact that it's a three-year contract where you do expect that for the next four seasons, 2021 included, Nick Chubb should be at or near the top of the running back class amongst the best that include the Christian McCaffrey's and the Dalvin Cooks and the Derrick Henry's and those type of players. So I actually think it's a reasonable deal on both sides. Okay, so we know how you feel about Nick Chubb. You think he's the best running back in the league. I'll take him like mm-hmm. I'll take him behind Derrick Henry, and that's fine. I can I can die on that sword. But the question here now becomes about the quarterback and why did they pay their running back before they decided to extend and pay their quarterback? Uh, Mike Tannenbaum used to make a big deal about the Cowboys perhaps sending a weird message by paying Ezekiel Elliott before they paid Dak Prescott, and we know how this turned out. They tagged Prescott, and then they ended up paying for it later on by giving him a big contract that we saw this offseason. Yeah. I guess the difference there is that Baker had a fifth-year option, which the Browns obviously picked up, and Dak did not. Nonetheless, does this send some sort of message to the Cleveland Browns or to the Cleveland fans in terms of having to pay your running back before your quarterback? No, it's it's saying that, hey, we're going to sign our good elite players young, and we're going to tie them up. And look how smart it is. Nick Chubb's 25 years old. This puts him on a contract to 29. You think at 30, that's when, you know, running backs fall off the cliff. So you want to try and pay him now, reward him now, because if you pay him afterwards, then that takes him to 30. 
and and then you know or or he might have wanted a little bit more money or something like that or you have to fight for him and you have to pay more because what will a 26 year old Nick Chubb get in the market you look at what the high running backs are making you know Ezekiel Elliott is making 15 million dollars a year Chris McCaffrey's making 15 million dollars a year you get Nick Chubb who's younger and just as productive you know, for $12 million a year, that, that, that is a discount. You, and we all anticipate that the salary cap is going to be going up next year. So you sign them early under, underneath these rules, knowing that guys are going to get crazy contracts next year. That's why a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, why would you go back for less money when, when the Ravens were offering you this type of money? Because the market next year and the salaries for next year is going to go up exponentially. See, I got some college words. I wrote that one down before I came. Good, exponentially? Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice a, job. Social degree. Uh, Chubb is a key part of the Browns, what they do. He's the most important piece. Let's just, yeah. When they started utilizing the run, the Browns and Baker Mayfield, is when they started winning football games. I mean, this is not rocket science to anyone. Chubb also rushed for a total of 1,578 yards after contact since 2018. That trails only Derrick Henry and Ezekiel Elliott. So he's amongst the elite. Let's just call it what it is. What it what? He is the elite. He okay, whatever. He's amongst <laughs> the elite. And so I think Baker Mayfield would tell you this too. Like when he started utilizing the run and perhaps going run then pass is when the Browns became successful and when he became a better quarterback. But now you have Odell Beckham Jr. coming back into the fold. And so does that make a difference for Baker Mayfield? Can he still go run first pass second? You 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 don't give him the option, right? You don't give him the option. You know, unless teams are loading the box so much that you have no choice but to audible and check to it. Listen, the reason why they haven't gave Baker Mayfield a contract because they don't really believe in him uh, to the fact where they don't think – I don't think they think that he's on a, the Josh Allen level. They don't think he's on a Russell Wilson level. Perhaps he's more on the Carson Wentz level where he has one good year and then we don't know what's going to happen after that. Exactly. I mean, listen, he's a guy that's unproven. He's gonna, he has a lot to prove this year. Because he's, a, he's not Lamar Jackson. He hasn't won an MVP where people deemed or his peers thought that he was the best player in all of the NFL. He's a guy that has two of everything, right? So, like, what happens is when right. you pay a quarterback, I mean, he got two great tackles, right? Two great tight ends, two great um, receivers, and then he has probably one of the best, you know, centers in the game. So, I mean, it took all of that for Baker to kind of be unleashed and for them to be able to compete. But you know when you pay him that type of money, you have to say, and Tannenbaum used to say this all the time, and also Ozzie Newsom, like, okay, you want to get paid more money? Which one of your teammates you want to cut? Because that's what happens, right? And that's, and, and that's what you have to realize with Baker Mayfield, and that's what Russell Wilson realized, right? When he got paid his money because he was, he was under a contract and they had him on a rookie deal and they got him for a discount because he was, wasn't a first or second round draft pick, it cost him the Legion of Boom. But Russell Wilson proved that he can carry the team without those pieces because now you have to be more than one player because you got to replace – you're not going to have elite players at every position. Right now, and that's the beauty of having a rookie deal and why you want to win a championship on a rookie deal because it gets so much harder. It gives you – know, your batting percentage has to be a lot better as a general manager when you pay your quarterback because you can't miss. Because if you miss, you know, you're going to have more holes in your roster. Uh Hello, Tom Brady. This is what Tom Brady has done year after year, taking yeah. a discount so that he can have his players around him have they, more and, money and, and they, have more talent around him. And they gave him the kill Harry, and they gave him Sonny Marshall when they could have had Nick Chubb. Well, this is what you spend my I money on. I was just going to say, I think that's partially the reason why he went to Tampa Bay was <laughs> because he was taking a discount every year to have a stable offensive line and weapons around him. And then the last year in New England, he's like, like what man. am I taking a discount for? This is a championship <laughs> caliber team. But nonetheless, this is something that now has been practiced by the best in the NFL. Yeah. And maybe Baker Mayfield is realizing that. But I think utilizing the 
run, <clears throat> Nick Chubb, which is why they extended him, would be Bahu of Baker Mayfield. So then now this asks the question, when's he going to get the contract? Let's let's talk about the class that he's in, okay? He's yeah. amongst him, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen we can talk about on another day. And so of those three, and we can dive deeper into this a little bit later on, but of those three, quickly off the top of your head, who do you think gets the contract extension first? Allen, Jackson, Mayfield. I think Allen is the no-brainer, right? But uh, he hasn't gotten it yet. Yeah, but but they'll figure it out, right? And I think he'll be patient, right? Because he, you got to think from Allen's standpoint, he's a guy that he he believes that they took a chance on him, right? Because he fell, right? Lamar Jackson as well. But Lamar, what makes Lamar so complicated is so much of his success has been predicated on his legs. And you know that, you know, that train is never late. All it takes is one devastating injury like RG3, and then does that alter the way that Lamar Jackson can be dominant? That's why this is an important year for Lamar Jackson with Sammy Watkins, and if you've been watching you know, Ravens camp, you saw that him and Bateman looks like they're going to be a one-two punch that's going to be something that has to be dealt with. As, you know, he sixed up Marlon Humphreys, which isn't an easy thing in their stadium practice. So, you know, Lamar Jackson, so I'll go on Josh Allen, Lamar gets paid second, and Baker Mayfield's going to have to take this team much farther in the playoffs to have a shot to get his money. I, w- I will disagree all day, every day, and huh? I will take Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson easily. And people, like, underestimate his ability to no, throw no, the ball. No, Among no. red zone completion numbers, Lamar Jackson leads Allen and Baker, just no, so no, we no, are no, aware. No, 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 okay? the, the issue is with Lamar is do you want to give him a, a, a higher annual year value but a shorter deal? Right, because if he because gets of his legs. Right, because his legs. All it takes is one person right, come in and tackle him from the side. I get it. And he blow his ACL but out. But he's, he's proven RG3. to be. I mean, he's proven to be durable. Okay, don't do that. Yeah, he's proven Listen, to I be love more me than some Lamar Jackson. I know. Raven. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like he, he's proven to be more durable than RG3, and I am an RG3 fan. Okay, I think yeah. he got dealt a wrong deal but, but, when but, he was with Washington. But, but I'm just saying. I think RG3. Or I mean, I'm sorry. I think Lamar is proven. But they're he built can, the same. But they're sure. built the same. They're both slight, small guys, and all it takes is somebody coming in diving from the side when you run. Run the ball as many. Lamar Jackson's going to have more carries and more attempts than most running backs. He'll have more pro- run attempts probably than Kareem Hunt. You know what I'm saying? So that just gives you <laughs> which more, is insane, right? So that gives you more opportunities to get injured, right? And, and you know, it usually always happens. You know, the more you run the ball, the more you yeah. put yourself at risk. Right. So I want to give him a shorter deal, maybe a four year extension, where you want to get maybe a five year extension with the other guys. But he still could get it first. That was my question. Oh, man. he could still get it before. It's Josh in the details. I didn't know. I wasn't listening also, all the way. I'm still asleep. Can I just give a little nugget about Lamar Jackson? Now that I'm on that train, on the yeah, Ravens accident. train, please. Uh, fourth quarter, Lamar and Drew Brees were the only qualified quarterbacks to not throw a pick in the fourth quarter last season. How about that? Yeah. And he came off the pot pot to beat Cleveland. This is Keyshawn, Jalen Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. It's a busy week in all of sports, of course, from NFL training camp to NBA free agency, which starts in less than 11 hours. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. If you had to guess, what time do you think it is in Tokyo? I'm going to go six hours because I think Hawaii six hours. I'm going to go six hours for 500. Uh, six, just, ahead, six hours ahead. Okay, I'm like, just six hours? No, you're wrong. It is 8.17 p.m. It's like 12 plus. It's 13, 13. hours oh. ahead. A Winnie in his bag that he about to go to happy hour. Turn up! <laughs> it's way past happy hour in Tokyo right now. <laughs> um, okay, Let's go, though, to Brian Windhorse here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are going to the Goodyear hotline right now. Shay Cornette and Bart Scott filling in for the guys this morning. Good morning to you, uh, Wendy, our ESPN NBA insider. Uh, Let's start with Team USA, shall we, since you are there in Tokyo. What stood out to you in the second half, especially of Team USA's win over the Czech Republic on Saturday? That was as good of a half as Team USA has played since the 92 Dream Team. Um, They made 21 of their first 25 shots. I'm going to say that again. 21 of their first 25 shots in the second half. They played shutdown defense. Drew Holiday has just been a demon uh, defensively, and that's important because they're facing some really good guards the rest of the way, and he is going to be out front on them. Uh, Kevin Durant looked like the Kevin Durant we expected, and if they play that way, I don't think this is a hot take. If they play that way, they will not be touched, but they have been inconsistent. And I will point out that in the first half of that same game, they were up by four points on the Czech Republic who were, who were not a, in their class. So um, it's obviously very encouraging, but I don't think it's something that you can guarantee going forward. Now they got Spain next. They're 16-2 and two all-time against Spain. What do you expect about the, uh, the in the next matchup? You know, they handled Spain pretty well uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I guess it was, in Las Vegas. And that was before they imported – uh, the guys from the finals who have been big additions, especially Holiday. Um, Spain is it needs to be respected and is, is uh, dangerous. Rubio, uh, Ricky Rubio, has been um, a really good player, one of the highest scorers so far here in the Olympics. But if the Americans play well, the Spanish just don't have the firepower that they used to. It's an older team. They're relying heavily on 37- or 38-year-old Marcus Gasol and 41-year-old Pau Gasol. Um, if they play well, I don't think Spain can handle them. You're listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Brian Windhorse is joining us from Japan. And his Summer Games News and Notes is brought to you by California Almonds, representing your country or representing your trivia team. Almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California Almonds own your every day, every day. Okay, Wendy, let's go to what's going on here in the U.S. NBA free agency. It starts today. And... All signs are pointing to the heat, perhaps bringing in Kyle Lowry. What is the la- latest that you know of what's going on in Miami? Free agency is uh, 
about half over. In fact, uh, a lot of deals have already be, have already uh, are basically in place. So we're going to see a lot of action after six o'clock. And it looks like Kyle Lowry he had a choice, really three choices between Dallas, uh, New Orleans, and Miami. And it appears that he has chosen Miami and that they've put a deal together um, to sign and trade him from Toronto, which bails Toronto out of the debar- of the bizarre decision not to trade him last spring. And that is going to send off uh, a cavalcade of other moves that come behind it, specifically with the point guards. Uh, I don't expect uh, Chris Paul to move. I expect he'll get a very large new deal done with the Phoenix Suns. And then you're going to have other guys having to make uh, decisions. Uh, specifically, we're going to be watching a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie, who has several different options. Um, and you'll start to see things fall into place from there. You know, the you know, the – I guess the biggest mystery of all of free agency is when or where does Ben Simmons get traded? You know, what are you hearing about that? As far as I know, they're not close to anything. And the type of uh, conversations that they've had have left teams walking away thinking they don't really want to trade Ben Simmons now. Um, They are asking for um, pre they're asking for essentially the same type of package that the Brooklyn Nets got for James Harden back in the, in the winter. And Ben Simmons' value just isn't there right now. So Daryl Morey is very calculated. I, I, I question the way he's going about this because he's basically telling uh, one of his best players, we don't want you, but he doesn't seem to care about that. He must be waiting for something. There must be a series of events or a player that comes available that he's waiting for. We could speculate on that, but he is not acting like somebody who's seriously interested in trading Ben Simmons, and I do not think that it will happen in the short-term future. He's looking for the same thing they got for James Harden. Is he kidding <laughs> with Ben Simmons? Uh, we're talking to Brian Rinhorse right now, who's uh, in Tokyo for us, our ESPN NBA insider here on KJZ this morning. Okay, let's touch on Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he declined his contract, but so now what do you expect to happen with Kawhi Leonard? Well, it's very strange the way Kawhi operates. I, I really can't figure him out, and he does a very good job of keeping cards close to the vest. so I can't really tell you what I think he's going to do. I mean, there's an expectation within the league that he's going to resign, but I'm not going there yet. What I think is strange is him opting out of his contract is not really the best financial decision he could make. If he was 100% going to stay with the Clippers, he would stay into his contract and extend off of that. That financially would be the best decision. Also, if he had done that, he would have enabled the Clippers to apply for a disabled player exception, which would have given them a $10 million one-time exception they could use to sign a player uh, in, in free agency that could add to that. By him opting out, they lose that. So that is not him operating in concert with the team which makes me wonder what his intentions are. I'm not, I'm not projecting what his intentions are. I'm just saying that he doesn't seem to be operating in concert with the Clippers. So I'm going to sit back and wait. I do not expect him to have a resolution in the short term here. He did this for a reason, and I'm going to try to figure out why he did that. <laughs> Good luck with that one. I tell you what, um, you know, one of the interesting pieces there is uh, Iguodala uh, wasn't retained by Miami, and I know it's going to be a fight out west to see who can get Iggy. Can you see Iggy going back to a reunion with Golden State, or does LeBron convince him to come chase another title? Guys, here's the thing. I, I honestly believe that the Lakers are going to need to sign 10 minimum players. <laughs> well, you just heard me. Ten minimum players. That means that they are going to have to look for guys to take discounts and fill different roles 
all across the board. So any player that you have that you think that they could get on the minimum, whether it's a guy like Carmelo Anthony, all the way down to a a low-level shooter who just got released yesterday, a guy named Matt Thomas, they're going to be in the game for all guys who they may be able to get for that price because they are not going to be able to to outbid anybody. So absolutely they're going to go after Andre Iguodala. Uh, What role he may fill, whether his comfort is, I mean, that's a different question. But the Lakers, with where they are, they've got $123 million committed to four players. And I do assume that they will re-sign one or two of their free agents. I don't feel so good about Alex Caruso. I think there's a decent chance Alex Caruso is going to be elsewhere. I do feel good about Taylor Horton Tucker. But they're going to have to just really work those veterans. And Iguodala is on that list for sure. Explain this to me, Wendy, because I – you know, I'm not familiar with a lot of the nuance as far as contracts with basketball like I am with football. But when the big three came together in Golden State, when the big three came together in Miami, they all restructured their contracts and didn't take as much as they, they could. Is it possible for them to restructure their contract, be it LeBron or Westbrook, you know, to be able to, to create some more wiggle room so they don't have to go bottom, you know, bottom fishing? It is not. No, their contracts are locked in. And the, between the three of them, they will make $120 million this year, which is the highest three-team players in the history of the game. And the salary cap, which obviously is a soft cap, it can be exceeded. Almost everybody exceeds it. The salary cap is $113 million. So they, in just those three players, they can't even fill out. Uh, if, they, if, they had, if they had a hard salary cap, they couldn't even fill out the, a starting five. So, but that said, there are going to be players who are going to want to come to the lake. So I do believe that they're going to still build a very strong team. They're just going to have to really work to put those to put those guys together just because they don't even have a, a full starting five right now. Wow, interesting stuff. All right, Wendy from Tokyo, thank you so much. I know it is late there. Hopefully you can go get some rest, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Go get Thanks a sake the, bomb, man. Thanks for the latest on Team USA <laughs> and also on free agency. We'll see you later. Free agency starts at 5 a.m. I'll be ready. All right. <laughs> 5 a.m. Right. I'm, like, so confused the time zone he's in. Uh, see you later. That's Brian Windhorse, our ESPN NBA insider. He's also the host of Brian Windhorse and the Hoop Collective podcast, um, giving us the latest on free agency. A, l- a lot there to unpack. Yeah. But in terms of what he just said, is there something that stood out to you? I mean, to me, the Lakers having to sign 10 minimum guys, yeah. that's a big number. Anything Wendy said that stood out to you? Well, you're thinking about those 10 guys and who those possibilities can be. I think, you know, JaVale McGee, or Dwight Howard maybe having a reunion to try and get two rings in his Hall of Fame career. He's a guy that's made a lot of money throughout his career. That's all about seeming like he's chasing titles. I felt like he may feel a little disrespected that they didn't try and retain him. I think they realized that that was a problem because Andre Eagle, uh, Drummond wasn't the answer, right? And also, you know, they, they missed not having a big man because you can't really rely on the fact that, you know, um, that Anthony Davis is going to stay healthy the entire time. So I think, you know, you look at McGee, you look at Howard, you look at guys like uh, maybe like Thornton, like they said, you know, they, they're going to have to bottom fish. But this, this means their margin for error is razor thin. Right. Razor thin. And, Razor thin. And it sounds like Kawhi is going to stay with the Clippers. Despite maybe so. You never maybe. know what Kawhi. You never, you never know. know what he's thinking. That's what I love about Kawhi Leonard. Like, he just, like, See, he really yeah. moves in silence like lasagna. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. like, very, very under yeah. the rate. Like, you never know. Yeah, Stephen A. like, dropped the bomb, too, saying that if uh, Dame isn't in Portland, he would like to come to New York. And the fact that New York, and, and, and you know, is maybe in the market for – 
uh, Carmelo having a reunion. So there's a lot of stuff out there. I think we're going Come to get on, some answers. Melo's going to the Lakers. Let's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can see that, right? But you know, you never know. I mean, you never know. If Dame if Dame Dollar comes over here, like could Kawhi and Dame Dollar want to hook up in, in the Big Apple? You know what I mean? You know, Kawhi's uncle. I remember Kawhi when he was sneaking in under his uncle's name to the gym that I belonged to in Florham Park. Like, come on, man. <laughs> He's yeah, come like, a long way. like you can palm the register. So we know <laughs> we know this ain't, ain't no damn uncle, man. There's only one black dude walking around with the OG Bobby Johnson uh uh, uh braids going to the back, and that's you, Kawhi. NBA free agency is always an interesting place, as are Bart stories, which is why we keep them around. You know what I mean? Keyshawn you don't J. Want Williams, Andre Quavo. Bart Scott, Shea Pepler filling in for the guys this morning. Uh, guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. You want to go there? Oh, that's a hot hotline. Let's do it. What say the people? <laughs> Jeff Saturday. Good morning to you. He's oh, that's my ESPN dog. NFL analyst. Yes, that's what's next on, on our rundown. I love how I fill Bart Scott in on what we're doing, like minute by minute, even yeah. though we've talked about it five times. I was sleeping <laughs> uh, All right, Jeff Saturday. We started this show on Carson Wentz and the fact that he is dealing with some sort of foot injury, which I am sure if I am an Indianapolis Colts fan, I am sweating. What do you um, anticipate is going to happen with Carson Wentz going forward? Yeah, I mean, you're hoping he gets back, uh, you know, pre- either at the beginning of the season or game one or two. Like, the, the, the worst thing that could happen for the Colts is this thing, you know, kind of linger on into the midway through the season. Jacob Easton's going to be taking the lion's share of the starter reps. Again, if you thought he was the guy, you wouldn't have went and found Wentz, right? Like, from, from, a, from a backup quarterback, um, you know, kind of ideal, you want them to play two or three games, you know, go two and one, everybody's fired up, Easton's done his job, Wentz comes back in the fold and leads this team. The, the worst thing that could happen for the Colts is, again, this thing lingers midway through the season. Then they're kind of stuck in purgatory, right? Do you, do you go find another quarterback or do you ride with Easton uh, through, the, through half of the season? That's going to be the biggest question for Chris Ballard and Frank Reich to answer because again availability is the greatest ability when you're talking about the NFL and Wentz has been banged up in his career and obviously starting his career in Indy with his foot injury uh you hate to see it who do you think is more nervous uh, Indianapolis or Philadelphia knowing that if Carson Wentz pays 75 percent of the snaps that that can, that second round could turn to a first round pick <laughs> Yeah, listen, you you know you uh you, you want Wentz to play if you're the Colts. You're like, man, we, we need him. Uh, and from from Philly's perspective, they've moved on, right? I mean, all, all these things are going to play, play themselves out. But, man, from the Colts' perspective, again, Bart, you and I both know, you brought this guy in because you believe as a team and what Phillip Rivers did. Listen, they really should have beat the Bills in the playoffs last year, right? Yeah. They had an opportunity. They didn't close out. This is a good football team, and and Chris Ballard and Frank Reich know this. They understand how good, and they've kind of flown under the radar, but it's all predicated on Carson Wentz playing good football. And with him missing time, again, he has a relationship with Frank, but he doesn't have a relationship with all these receivers, with his running backs. You know, he has to get this time in. The, the best part is it's a foot injury, so, you know, he can walk out to practice, hopefully in a boot or do some stuff. You know, he can still throw, um, you know, either, even sitting down be in meetings, do all that, participate. But, man, from the Colts' perspective, this is a team that believes they can win in the playoffs and possibly contend for the Super Bowl, again, flying totally under the radar right now. Now, we all believe that Nick Foles is the best option, right, because of his familiarity with understanding the language and Frank Wright's offense, but also understanding that they can't get off to a bad start. And they first – I don't know if you're aware of this, their first five opponents, Seattle, Rams – 
yeah. Tennessee, Dolphins, Ravens, you know, if they end up one and four, you know, by, you know, four games below 500 at best, then this can really put them in danger of losing that division to the Tennessee Titans. Oh, absolutely. And think about this now. You just mentioned Nick Foles. Think about if you're Carson Wentz, bro. Like, <laughs> you literally lost, basically lost your job. They got a statue of this dude in Philly. The last thing you want if you're Carson Wentz is Nick Foles anywhere around this conversation. Bart, like, 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 be real, man. Like, this thing, I mean, it, it could totally crush him. I mean, he's I – mean, I don't care what anybody says. The last guy Carson Wentz wants walking. <laughs> I don't care if he's a friend or not. The last guy you want walking that building is Nick Foles, man. You've seen what this dude went in the Super Bowl, coming in and replacing you again. Ain't nobody in Indy, you know, it, it, wanting Nick Foles to come in and replace Carson Wentz again. My gosh, man. Like, he can't get away from it. Like, I'm, I'm hoping they squash this thing just so they don't crush Wentz's, uh, uh, you know, confidence already, man. Good gracious. <laughs> See, Jeff, I, I would think you'd go the other way because you're familiar with Nick Foles and you know that he knows his role and that he's not going to constantly be breathing down your neck. But, I mean, you would know better than I, I suppose. We're talking to Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst. He's joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, Bart Scott, Shea Cornette filling in for the guys this morning. Let's go to another guy you know very well. That would be Aaron Rodgers. Over the weekend, um, we heard a very different yeah. Aaron Rodgers, a very – much happier Aaron Rodgers address the media and basically say, you know what? I am a hundred percent all in. Do you believe him? Absolutely. And listen, I, I believe he's all in to go win the Super Bowl. I think he was all in last year. I mean, like, listen, when you think about what Aaron Rodgers did after they drafted Jordan Love, goes out and wins an MVP. It, you know, if they don't, if if the, if if Matt Lafleur doesn't call in the field goal team. They have a chance of beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without David Bakhtiari, who's there, who is a great starting left tackle. When you look at this team, they are poised to push the Bucs. Like, I have the Bucs at 1A. I got, I mean, I got the Packers at, like, 1B. I mean, they are, they are really close. I think with, with Randall Cobb coming in, Amari Rodgers, who they drafted in the third round at slot, I think it helps open up this offense with Devontae Adams. The biggest thing for, for the, the Packers is they have one more year with Aaron Rodgers to persuade him to stay. They win the Super Bowl. Everybody knows most likely he's going to stay, right? They'll re-sign Devontae Adams. They'll have some guys. If they show him the love by helping and bringing his guys in, I think ultimately this relationship can come back together. At this point, though, he's 100% all in. He knows this is the best opportunity he has to win a Super Bowl, and the Packers understand it as well. In light of the words of uh, or the statement by Steve Kimes, who has the more likely chance of starting this year, Gardner Minshew or Jordan Hicks? <laughs> and for the people out there Good that don't know gracious, what he said, yeah, man. for the people out there that don't know what he said, <laughs> he basically told Jordan Hicks he uh, cannot compete for the starting linebacker job because Xavier Collins is there and Isaiah Simmons the year before. Way to go! Way to push the young players in front of him. I mean, listen, uh, uh, Bart, you and I know I, I have never heard this at any coaching level that <laughs> I've ever played at. I, I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, you know, Peyton Manning's not getting pushed for his job, right? Like, yeah. you know, Tom, but but no coach ever says that, right? But the beginning of every meeting of every season is nobody's got a position. Everybody's got to go earn it. The, he calls him and says, hey, man, you got no shot. Like, how disheartening is that? And, and again, that, that he came out to the media and said it. How disheartening is that for the rest of the squad? Like, all these dudes are sitting around going, 
hey, man, I got no shot, right? I'm just going to try to stay healthy, bounce to some team where I can start. That is, that's, that's a poor way to design a football team. Like, you want all the energy. And yeah. you and I both know, Bart, like, we compete with the us. other teams. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we compete with the other teams on Sunday. You know, Monday through Saturday, bro, we're competing with those guys in our own locker room. That's what makes us better. Keeping you on the edge of, do you keep your job? Can I earn a job? I mean, I, I don't understand the mindset at all, and I do think it's disheartening if you're sitting in that locker room. You're going, man, if the general manager's saying this, what are they saying behind closed doors, you know, when, when nobody's around? It just, I, it, I, it baffles me that it was ever even said. Hey, the theme over the last week in the NFL has been wearing your heart on your sleeve. Like, let it all out. No, no one's saying anything <laughs> behind closed doors anymore it yes. sounds like Jeff Saturday that's and right. the truth right. all right Saturday all fired up this morning on a Monday we appreciate it ESPN NFL analyst we'll talk to you later Jeff see ya bye-bye yeah Jeff <laughs> and, <laughs> and see ya um all right we're gonna stay in the NFL because Jerry Jones I mean what is he talking about Jerry <laughs> Jones is calling the Dallas Cowboys a David in a David versus Goliath matchup I couldn't believe it either and I'll explain it further right here on KJZ after this We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, so guess what this week is? It's the Hall of Fame game, which means we have an actual football game to look forward to on Thursday night. Now, albeit a preseason game, but it's football. And let me tell you something. This is is the last Sunday was the last Sunday without football, so, I mean, I'm excited about it. And what I love about it is the fact that it's the first – game but really I'm trying to figure out this new format with only three preseason games this is really the best audition for guys that are undrafted free agents backups because as you start to get closer to week you know the game two and game three that's when your starters are going to get evaluated so I was one of those guys Jeff Saturday was one of those guys somebody got to die today you know, it's like that's not literally. Literally, that's how you go into that game. Oh, somebody got to die. Like I, I can remember one time, like playing in the preseason, we we're playing the Atlanta Falcons, and I was playing with my hair on fire. And Sarah Goose said, "What the hell is wrong with Bart Scott? He's playing like it's the Super Bowl." You damn right. I'm trying to get a check. I got one foot on the banana peel, another one out the door. So like you know, people don't understand like the stories. I'm sure Hard Knocks will ca- capture it. They'll find some guy that's on the brink of being cut, a guy that's maybe been on a practice squad. Like l- listen, I got yo, know, you know what I'm saying. You know how people used to say, man, I got a, you know, I got a wife with a girlfriend. I mean, a girlfriend with a wife on the side. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to go out here. I got bills, 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 bills. So if you're in the way of my bills, somebody got to die. That's what I love. The fact and watch special teams. Watch the setups that people are doing to go straight night night mode. Because if I was in there, listen, like, I'd be like Damon on Friday after next. What's up, OG, Triple OG? Got that look in your eye. Fresh fish on the rock. 
Ain't nothing like it. What is wrong with you? I just like, where did we just go? Like, we just went a hundred different directions. I don't, I don't have the words. Because you're talking about the Hall of Fame. I game. know, I know what I was talking about. And, I don't know what you're talking and, about. And, and if I'm that backup quarterback for Dallas, and I, and they got those backup linebackers in for Pittsburgh, keep your head <laughs> on the swivel. I'll deal okay. with the, I'll deal with the fine <laughs> later. Because listen, one thing that the Ravens and teams like that really enjoy is when you put somebody to sleep. All right. They're like, oh, well, I can work with somebody that that be willing to kill, hurt itself to hurt somebody else. <laughs> You're out of your mind. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zuman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guest join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm Shay Cornetti. Bart Scott filling in. He does keep me laughing all morning Keeping long. Keeping it real. He does keep it real. Um, okay, but we're going to look ahead from the preseason games because on top of there being three preseason games, there's also 17 regular season games. Yeah. So we get a bonus in the regular season, and it all starts on Thursday night football with the Buccaneers facing off against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. And so this leads us to a bigger discussion about the Cowboys and the Buccaneers because over the weekend we heard you know some words from both Jerry Jones and Tom Brady we're going to start with Jerry Jones the Cowboys owner president and GM he was on NFL Network and he made a comparison of the Cowboys and the Bucks that I just I can't rock with here he is we're going to uh, uh, have a lot of prayer uh, uh, so that we can get the courage to show up (laughs) let me tell you this World champion, Tom Brady, Tampa, great atmosphere. What a better opportunity to step up there and be David against Goliath. The David against Goliath. So he is calling the Dallas Cowboys the richest team in the NFL, America's team, David, in a David and Goliath matchup against the Buccaneers. Just help me. Help me understand. I'm sure he. I'm sure he knows Joel Olstein. I'm sure he can call him up and ask ask him to to pray the twelve pound two ounce baby Jesus. You know what I mean to help him out. I mean as they're going against the goat. You know what I mean. I mean it's like one of those things. Like he understands the task at hand, and you know he's he's laying the format for the Dallas Cowboys to to be the underdog because he knows it's going to take every Jedi mind trick to get them able to get that upset. This is a team that continues and always has disappointed us. They've always had the talent. They haven't been able to come collectively to the team. And I think it's because we give the Dallas Cowboys too much praise. When you talk about they haven't won, what, three or four playoff games since 1995, mm-hmm. every year you think that they, you know, they walk around with this bravado like because they wear the star and because it is uh, 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 the richest franchise in, in, in almost North American sports, you know what I mean? They walk around with this bravado like they've done something, right? So it's always a, a it's a level of arrogance when the Dallas, when you play the Dallas Cowboys, and that's why I always love you know smacking that that look off their face. You know that look that oh we we're the Dallas Cowboys like really since when? Because you ain't been the Dallas since Cowboys. 1995, right? Exactly. You haven't been the Dallas Cowboys that teams have feared. So when teams go there, they they feel like they playing a team that's soft. Because and like and it's weird. You feel like a team that has you know Ezekiel Elliott wouldn't be soft and has a great offensive line is soft, but they're mentally soft. And you know when I played, listen, I think I went came in the NFL, left the NFL, never lost to the Dallas Cowboys because we knew they had talk to him, Bart. You know what I'm we Say knew, it again. You know what I'm we knew where my where my one shot at. You know, came in Say the league, again. left the league, never lost. Eleven years, all day by myself, one shoe pillowcase, no pillow. You want to go night night? I'm just playing, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's because the Dallas Cowboys, amongst I don't know if they realize this, amongst NFL teams, think that they're privileged and be, people believe that they have talent. They just don't have heart. It, it's similar, not the talent and the heart thing, but it's similar kind of like Duke in college football, right? Yeah. Like it, like it's the same sort of imaging in your yeah. head when you go up against someone like that. Okay, so the Cowboys are are coming into this season, according to Jerry Jones, almost like the underdog in his 
in his way of thinking against everybody. It doesn't matter who they play, but especially week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which again will be on Thursday, September 9th. Um, The Cowboys are going to Tampa Bay to face (laughs) the reigning Super Bowl champions. It should be good. Um, And we're almost a month away from it. Meanwhile, the Bucs, they're going to open as a six and a half point favorites, according to Caesars in Vegas in that matchup. And Tom Brady has already got the Tom Brady going at practice. Mm -hmm. And it started on Friday. He was very unhappy after practice. Here's Tom Brady. I found, you know, my voice more, you know, I really enjoy being around my teammates, my coaches. Uh, it's been a different environment and just really enjoying the experience of playing football, playing with these group of guys. And um, you guys are catching me on a bad day today. We had a really practice, so I'm not not feeling great about kind of what we did today. So here's what it is. All right. So Tom Brady unhappy, although when he says, you know, he's it was an icky day at practice, he says it's still with some grace. But nonetheless, yeah. um, the avocado's not in season right yeah, now. He's very upset. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. upset. He's upset. But the Buccaneers, as Bruce Arians pointed out, are trying to go into this season still as the hunter and not the hunted. It's easier hard. said than done. That's, it's hard to do, right? Because Tom Brady understands the difficulty of being the hunted, right? You're not going to sneak up on anybody. You're going to get everybody's best shot. And the, the issue is, the, the beauty is they brought everybody back to run it back. And that's beautiful. The thing is, everybody there has a ring. So everybody's, everybody's full. Nobody's hungry. Usually what happens is, like, you have some turnover. You have some players that, walk, that are watching you guys walk around with your rings, walking around town, getting all the accolades, knowing that they weren't a part of that. So they want a part of that. This is their best chance to get it. So they're hungry, right? But the, the, the issue is, with everybody coming back, Nobody's hungry, right? And everybody feels good about themselves. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of distractions. You know, people are going to get local endorsement deals. They're going to be going around cashing in on that championship. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. It's a mentality. Like, you don't want dudes that think that they have arrived because they have one Super Mm -hmm. Bowl ring. Like, Tom Brady's got seven for a reason, and so he needs to share that mentality with the rest of the squad. And so we will see what happens when, I guess, it's David versus Goliath, according to Jerry Jones. I can be Dave and your, your boat is bigger than my house. Stop it, Jerry. Miss me with that. What are we talking about, Jerry? But nonetheless, it'll be an interesting one on Thursday, September 9th. Hall of Fame game is this Thursday, and about a month later, we will see the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, Uh, there are two rookies starting their careers at quarterback. Which one of those two is going to have more success? We'll talk about it next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.